0: And all of a sudden I had a freak injury in high school in wrestling. Yeah, I was killing everyone that year. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, things happen and I dislocated my elbow and I was done Ah. my senior year, it was over. And then right then and there, the doctors told me, Oh, you'll never be able to fight. You'll never be able to wrestle again. You'll never be able to do jujitsu. You're going to probably be behind a desk the whole life. And like, and the, uh, the surgeon that did my surgery and he was like, man, this is one of the most craziest surgeries I've ever done in my life. You probably won't ever be able to do nothing ever again. You, it would be surprised if we get your arm past 90 degrees again. And I was like, nah, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm just not going to sit down and hear that, you right? know? And so I told him, I was like, I'll fight again, bro. I'll train again. I'm the type of person, if someone tells me like I can't achieve something, it's like, oh, it's a bet? Okay, right? <laughs> let's do it.
1: And so... I took that And doctor's like, no, it's not a bet. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure you said bet. Yeah. I, th- I think you said bet. What the hell's going on out here? Fueled by spite. Shit, we just got right into it. <laughs> I forgot the fucking intro and everything. So, everyone, thanks for watching. Like, share, all that stuff. Fueled by Spite. Colton loud. MMA fighter fighting out of
0: Fort Worth Texas. Gym. Genesis Jiu Jitsu. Perfect.
1: Um, fight coming up in
0: three days. Three days. <laughs> Saturday
1: in all reality it's I, I feel like between entrepreneurs and fighters we both get told yeah why why are you doing this right like why are you starting your own business why don't you go into something that's safe easy paycheck regular why are you gonna go get punched in the face man I, it's
0: a funny question you're asking <laughs> me but uh I started training when I was seven you know I really fell in love with martial arts I liked I really started watching like Walker, Texas Ranger when I was like <laughs> five or six, man. And like, I don't know, but for some reason, I really liked that show when I was a kid. I still like it a lot, honestly. Are you from
1: Texas originally? Yeah, I'm okay. from Fort Worth. Okay.
0: And so, uh, yeah, so watching that, it made me want to get to like combat sports. So my, my dad knew this guy who was like a karate legend in the area, pretty much like the founder of American Karate in Texas. Oh, damn. Like, not like your average, like you know, Joe Schmo karate dojo on the block. Hey, I'll give you a hundred dollars and you can have a black belt. You know, it, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like that. You know, it was like uh, the old school karate where you go in there and you learn how to fight, you know, you learn how to do these uh traditional techniques, uh, straight head attacks, you know, stuff that works. And so along the lines of my life, I just was training that for a while. And I ended up starting doing jujitsu, started wrestling. And then all of a sudden I had a freak injury in high school in wrestling. I probably would have wrestled D2 my senior year. I was number two in the state for wrestling. And um, yeah, I was killing everyone that year. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, things happen and at the regional tournament, the second day I dislocated my elbow and I was done. Ah. My senior year, it was over. And then right then and there, the doctors told me, oh, you'll never be able to fight. You'll never be able to wrestle again. You'll never be able to do jujitsu. You're going to probably be behind a desk the whole life. And like, I'm the type of person, if someone tells me like, I can't achieve something, it's like, Oh, it's a bet. Okay. Right. <laughs> let's do it. And so I
1: took that. And doctors like, no, it's not a bet. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure you said bet.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think you said bet. And the, uh, the surgeon that did my surgery, he did the uh, surgery for the Texas Rangers. huh. He was a Texas Rangers surgeon. And he was like, man, this is one of the most craziest surgeries I've ever done in my life. And he was like, you probably won't ever be able to do nothing ever again you're gonna have limited mobility it would be surprised if we get your arm past 90 degrees again like, like which is like this yeah like, people who don't know 90 degrees 90 degrees is like this and uh and i was like nah i'm not that guy like i'm just not gonna sit down and hear that you right? know and so i told him i was like
1: i'll fight again bro i'll train again so were you fighting were, were you fighting before you got uh, the elbow injury or before you got the surgery or was that just wrestling and
0: I had so I had a few uh, not a few I had a bunch of kickboxing matches as a kid a bunch of kickboxing fights and you know stuff like that I had like uh, a few like youth MMA matches back when they first started that and then I just really dove into wrestling like I was kind of burned out with it mm-hmm. I was like I want to wrestle and so I started wrestling and then that injury happened and then they told me I would never be able to train again do all this at the time i'm still like an avid mma lover i'm right. watching ufc like crazy every pay-per-view that comes on i'm begging my mom and dad to buy it begging them and so you know i watching this i was like man this is what i want to do this looks crazy uh, i already know how to strike i know how to wrestle uh I just need to learn how to mix it up and then that was like my mentality through high school like i already knew i wasn't going to go to college okay like because school's not for me I have, like, really bad ADHD, so, like, for instance, I'll be reading a book, and I'll get, like, five chapters deep, and I'm going to be thinking about pineapples and carrots, and all of a sudden... Dude, five
1: chapters (laughs) is a good amount into the book. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly, and then I have no idea what I just read, and so...
1: Comprehension was just tough.
0: Yeah, it was just, man, school wasn't for me, man. It's, I don't know, I didn't like it, and I knew I wanted to fight, and the first question I asked the doctor, I was like, will I be able to train again, or... Be able to wrestle again, and he was like, "Probably not."
1: And you're 18. Yeah, I was ballpark. I was 17. At 17. How, how about this? When was the, when was the first time you got hit in the face?
0: Probably like
1: nine, eight, okay.
0: eight years old, nine years old.
1: How'd that go down with him?
0: it was a long time ago, but I, from what I remember, I think I was just sparring some some kid my age or a kid a little older than me, and you know we were just sparring, and that was it. You know I don't think I got knocked out or right busted my nose or anything. But I do remember one time I was training and I was kind of messing around a little bit. And at the time, my head trainer, he uh, got upset with me because I wasn't taking it too serious. And that man, that man side kicked me so hard through (laughs) through the row of chairs at the studio. And then I was like, Whoa, I can't do that again. (laughs) I got to take this more serious and, you know, show some show some respect towards, you know, the upper belts and, you know, and he really taught me a lesson right then but you know that was a good lesson to teach
1: how long ago was your first fight my first mma fight okay, was yeah in, like your first like sanctioned fight
0: first sanctioned fight was in 2019 okay that was
1: probably about a year after my injury damn all right mm-hmm. so what'd your what'd your mom say when you're like okay i'm i'm doing this i'm i'm, I'm gonna go fight oh
0: they I, knew i was telling them ever since i was a little kid like like I said, I was begging them to watch these UFC papers. Mm-hmm. Every time UFC was on, Ultimate Fighter was on, even Strike Force, I was watching Strike Force too. And they knew I think because I like when I was doing karate, I didn't like the forms. I didn't like the self defense part. Right. I only wanted to go in there and fight.
1: Again, like we kind of uh, alluded to at the beginning, you know, not everyone is wants to be a fighter. And not everyone wants to have their friends be fighters. Yeah. Have, have there been people that ask you like, why do you do this? Or even more so, like another level, like try and talk you out of doing this?
0: Honestly, man, I try to stay away from people like that, man. Fuck yeah. If you don't, if you don't believe in me and believe in my work, then I'm just I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm not gonna have you in my life. <laughs> like if, if I feel like you don't believe in me, then it's something I'm not just gonna listen to. You know, I. That's how confident I am in myself. I believe, I believe in my abilities. I believe in my training, and all my friends believe in me. My family believes in me. And I mean, at this point, nobody's telling me not to do this. Everyone's telling me to do this. If I, if I wouldn't fight, everyone would be like, why aren't you fighting? What, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. what can we do for you? How can we get you back on track? You know? So have you
1: had to cut people out then?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: I don't think this is, in, in all the interviews I've done so far. This hasn't come up yet. How do you cut people out? Stop talking to them. Just
0: come, crawl back. Remove them off social media, you know, just distance yourself.
1: Have you ever had to explain yourself to anyone that you cut out? I don't give them that opportunity.
0: (laughs) They already, if I already feel like they're saying stuff that are disbelief and all that, it's, that's already your three strikes. You're out. Uh
1: That's crazy. Like, again, like I'm, there's a good number of interviews that we've done. Not everyone's been uh, put out yet, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, that hasn't come up yet as far as like, Cause you do, I mean, you got, you gotta, you gotta cut people out. Like oh, yeah, it's yeah. one thing like, yeah, I don't, I don't deal in negativity and you know, I, I like to use certain words and things like that, but man, there's, there's some people like hell I've here in, you know, in the office, I've had to fire patients Oh yeah, I had to fire patients cause they're, they're shitty people or they treat the front desk like garbage,
0: or I don't know why your front desk is so sweet.
1: <laughs> well, I know, but you, I mean, you know, full well, some people out there yeah. just fucking suck. Yeah. Right. So some people are out there, uh, God bless them. We're just naturally shitty people. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, and the third one, like there's, it's not so much, it's kind of like firing a page. Like there's some people out there who just don't want to get better. Yeah. That just aren't, that just aren't going to improve their health. Same thing. Just go to a frame of mind. Like, you know, there's some people that it's, they always have something negative to say. Yeah. I think it's got to do with like, maybe a little bit of jealousy too, man. Like
0: maybe you took that step in life that they didn't have the balls to take
1: you know <laughs> i man, i there's more than an ounce of truth in that mm-hmm. There's absolutely i mean there's i, I did a, a solo episode recorded the other day um and it was completely fueled and inspired by i got my first hater like on youtube <laughs> and it was great because like obviously as you could tell whether it's you know here or just you know in the office mm-hmm. you know this isn't scripted like i've got a couple of things i want to say or even just letting, like you know a regular visit with you, like hey, just we're gonna figure out the shit as we go, yeah. guys. Just hating on me because like oh, it's just it's you're just rambling. Well, of course I am. This, this all this what the conversation is, right? It's podcast. Exactly. You just want to see where this shit goes. But it was it was cool because at the same time it's like well sweet my first hater, but it just it blows my mind and it, I have to imagine that you go through this again as a fighter, people who you have never met in your life and may not even have met your opponents, but for whatever reason. Behind the keyboard, everyone's strong as fuck. Oh, yeah, man.
0: (laughs) I see so many things talking about, I'm going to get knocked out, or, ah, he's got red hair. I don't want him to win. (laughs) You know, there's so much bullshit like that. And it's just, honestly, it's just funny to me. Because at the end of the day, they're haters. And do you think they would say that to my face?
1: No, not a chance in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so first fight at 19, how old are you now? I'm 22. 22. How many fights you got under your belt? Nine sanctioned ones so far. Okay. Oh,
0: probably unsanctioned 30, 40, 30 or 40, 50, maybe.
1: Okay. Why?
0: Uh, Just, you know, just, I did a bunch of IKF stuff. For people don't know what IKF is. IKF is like uh, karate, not like sport karate, like uh, touch sparring. It's more like you got rounds and there's certain rules. I did a bunch of that as a kid, pretty much kickboxing, but you got to kick a certain amount every round. Okay. Like let's say we have to kick each other five times, you know, it, it kind of just depends, but. Most of the time you got to throw five or 10 kicks a round. Okay. And you gotta okay. So
1: rounds. it's like when your number jumped up, I'm like, oh shit. He's just talking about like in the parking lot.
0: <laughs> um, no, <laughs> honestly, I really, I've been in a few, few street fights, a few school fights, but I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at not putting myself in that situation, you yeah. know, because you gotta look at it. Like I'm, I'm kind of like a weapon, you know, I could seriously hurt someone like without trying to, and. A lot of repercussions nowadays for doing that. Uh huh. You're not just gonna get away with that, especially if you have a title or you're a professional fighter,
1: or you know you got some money. People are gonna come after you. Or even just fact that, like again, going back to like now, shit, people fucking suck. Yeah. Like, like, right? like you know, in the in the days of you know, hell, maybe when you were in elementary, certainly when I was in elementary, certainly when our folks were in elementary, you gotten you know a disagreement with somebody, and you said like, let's take it outside. You go outside and fight. Now you say, let's take it outside, go outside. Someone's probably going to get shot.
0: Oh yeah. You get shot. You get jumped. It's crazy. Especially in Texas. Everyone has a gun in Texas. (laughs) There's literally a gun behind every blade of grass in Texas. So maybe in a
1: desk drawer or something around here, (laughs) you gotta be really careful. (laughs) Fun fact. If you do start your own business and you have an office gun, and ammunition is a tax expense. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or so I'm told. <laughs>
0: what would be the perfect gun to carry in the office?
1: In your damn business. <laughs> you were for the ATF? Get out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a lot of damn questions.
0: <laughs> Hide the shotgun up in the yeah, ceiling. Right?
1: <laughs> you were in the, let's say, the karate space, for lack of a better word, transitioning to combat, MMA how do you how do you find the right place to train how do you find genesis so i had
0: so it's kind of funny because my sister had a friend that lived with us for a little bit and her boyfriend was training at the gym that i train at now genesis and he was always telling me as a kid oh dude come train come train you'll love it you'll love it because i was still kind of training jujitsu with uh my karate guys but it was a little different you know it was just real like fundamental jujitsu, mm-hmm. like arm bars, guard passing, you know, nothing too too technical. But at the same time, I did have a foundation when I went to Genesis. And uh yeah, when I was probably 13, I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And so I went up there, gave it a try, and then loved it. And then over the years, it was probably about I, I trained jujitsu strictly for two years. And then uh for some reason mark de la rosa he was like come train with me i was like mm, i'm I'm wrestling in high school why right do i now. know that
1: name that's my coach oh okay yeah
0: he was like come train with me at the time he was still fighting and he was still in the ufc and um yeah i i was like ah, i'm kind of iffy and he was like all right we'll think about it let me know and then i just a few months later you know he i'm out there rolling and he kind of put me on the spot he was like you want to come train with me? And it was one of those times where it was like, I felt like I couldn't say no. You uh-huh. know? I was he asked me in front of everyone. I was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And so like my first day I go out there and we do some drills with the whole MMA team There's like 20, 30 people there. Oh,
1: damn.
0: And um, yeah, so we start training and then I start sparring. And uh, the first person I went with, I side kicked him. Like all I literally all I had at the time was Straight ahead techniques like straight punches, side kicks, and the uh, front kicks, straightforward, and spin kicks too, because that's like it's karate. And uh, I just remember they were kicking my legs, man. They <laughs> were kicking the shit out of my legs and holding me down. And after that, I was like, "Oh, I gotta get better." And then that was like, "I'm gonna keep doing this." I was like, "I feel like I could do something," and I, I need to keep doing this. So, like, that's kind of what started it. I just – he put me on the spot. I went out there, took his offer, and started training.
1: So, you go out there and you get your ass kicked right away. Yeah, literally. More more or less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you motivate yourself to to go back? Because I – I don't know. I just – I kind of became the
0: top dog at the other gym, you know. And I grew – I kind of grew out of that, and I wanted a different challenge. And when I came to Genesis, I seen they had, like, three, four UFC fighters on the Mm -hmm. back. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like, I'm in the right place. But like I said, I was wrestling at that time, too. I was taking wrestling really serious. Like, I, th- I wanted to wrestle in college. I did. And um, I just, after, start- after I started training MMA with them and getting my ass whooped, it was like, I have to come back. I have to get better. Like, I can't just leave that as an impression. I can't just quit from the first time. Like, let me see what I can do. And see what my growth is in a year, and if I don't make any growth and I don't get any better, then I won't do it. And so I just started getting better and better and better and better, and I don't know. I fell in love with it. What's the key to getting better? You just got to stay disciplined, man. You got to take those ass whoopings. You can't be, you can't be arrogant. You got to be. You got to be willing to put yourself in that situation to get better. Uh huh. You got to take that extra step. You got to put yourself in a vulnerable position.
1: Someone like yourself, who says put yourself in a, in a vulnerable position. And that vulnerable position is, is literally, you know, pain. Getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, getting beat up. It is is a, a cause and a source of pain. Mm-hmm. We've got other people who, again, going to start a business. Because, I mean, you are your own business, mm-hmm. right? What more is there than just rolling? Because you've got all kinds of shit going on. It's not just a matter of, like, training and cardio and training and cardio. Oh, yeah.
0: As far as, like, MMA training goes, there's so much that goes into that, you know? you have your skills training, you have, like you said, your cardio training, your strength training. But well, as far as like skills training, I mean, you gotta work the clinch. You gotta work like space management. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't understand that. You gotta work uh, your timing. Timing is key because some people can throw with the big gloves on, but when you put those little tiny four ounce gloves on, it changes the game. You gotta turn your wrist over. You gotta, you gotta do so many other things, whether you have like little gloves. So you have to train aspects That you're not really expecting, and you have to be willing to take it in with open ears, you know. What's your schedule like during camp? So last week, for instance, I had strength conditioning at 8 a.m. And then I had 1 p.m. practice, and then I had 6 30 p.m. practice. All those are hour and a half, two hour practices, three hour practices. And then the next day happens, you know, the same thing, 8 a.m. sharp. And then Tuesdays, I have 10 a.m. practice. And then I have one PM practice and then I'll have like a, a strength session that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's three, four sessions a day
1: nonstop. Okay. So how many hours are you putting in? I really haven't counted the math Just ballpark it. In, in a day in in one day during camp, Probably eight or nine. How many days a week? Six. Okay. So 46 hour weeks, Yeah, 50 hour weeks. How many punches do you think you throw in a day? Especially for like our
0: kickboxing days. Hmm. Probably over 400, 500.
1: So you do one thing, let's say 250 times, because, you know, 250, 250, mm-hmm. or 300. You practice one thing 300 times.
0: Pretty much. And then you
1: do the other thing 300 times. And you probably do the other thing 300 times. It's just like writing an essay, if you really
0: think about it, you uh-huh. know. You, in college, you go to college, and you, you learn, and then you have to take a test. How many tests do you think you took in college? Oh, I took a shitload of tests, dude. How many essays do you think you
1: wrote in college? I don't a shitload of essays. Exactly. And you're you're absolutely right because it's there's you're you're following along because that's where I'm, where I'm going with this. I had a <clears throat> a coach once. We had a seminar, mm-hmm. and he had a magician there. It is a badass like up close magic. It's chiropractic seminar. Why is there a fucking magician here? <laughs> and he asked him the same questions. He goes, "How many hours a day did you practice that card trick? or how many times have you done that card trick?" He's like, oh, thousands. Yeah. How many times have you practiced it with nobody watching you? Goes hundreds of thousands, and goes just so you could do it once right here in front of us. And the guy looked out, and he's like, how many of you guys have practiced one adjustment a thousand times? Damn sure, I put my hand up. I would literally sit in chiropractic school because I was. You've been adjusted. It's it's quick, right? Mm-hmm. It's crisp. It's fast. There's people out there who aren't that quick. Crisp and fast. Oh, yeah. But I'd literally sit there with a, like, underneath the desk, I'd have a rubber band around my hands, and I'd just shoot one forward. Just that little fast twist stuff. Because, again, it's it's those things. It's it's a punch, dude. It's, you, you throw, how many punches do you think you throw in a match? In a match...
0: Honestly, my pro fights haven't gone that much. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I like think have the you last... made it
1: past the first round?
0: My, no, have I, have your, I should say, have your opponents
1: made it past the first round?
0: No, they have not. <laughs> my last one, I probably threw
1: maybe six. It only takes one punch to win, doesn't it? it only takes one. It only takes <laughs> one. But like that's the thing. Like You threw hundreds of thousands. You've thrown hundreds, of, and you're going to throw hundreds of thousands more. Mm-hmm. And there's people out there like they, they want, they want something more. They want something better, but they're not willing to do that. The little thing, the simplest thing,
0: yeah. right?
1: Like you're gonna be a fighter, better be able to fucking punch better
0: with both hands. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell me your, your most memorable encounter with a guy who came into the gym, who's a street fighter and don't catch me, bro. Cause then I'll just see red. Like you know that stereotype. There's been a few. I know there is. I, I, has. Tell I'm me, not me about gonna say one. Any
0: names, but you know what I'm saying names. I just always, want to hear
1: the 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 experience, the encounter.
0: It's always funny. Like yeah, there's an old saying. Like, fuck around, find out. You right? know what I'm saying. <laughs> Most people don't know till they know. Like they think they can watch it on TV. They think, uh, oh, this guy's smaller than me. You uh, he's a pro fighter, but I'm bigger. I lift weights and I'm strong. But really, like you. You mess around, you're gonna find out, you know? <laughs> like there's been a few times I had to put some people down coming in from the streets because they thought they were bigger. They thought they were something when they weren't. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And they had to get their ego checked. You ever had your ego checked? Oh yeah. Just <laughs> like we were just talking about when I first started training them in May. They checked my ego as soon as I sidekicked them. As soon as I hit them with some kicks, it was game on.
1: Man, it's so it's I I like I, I, you're the second or third fighter that, that I've interviewed and it's fun. Cause it, it's literally, there are so many parallels between fighting and business mm-hmm. just because it's, it's something that so many people don't do. Like there's no safety net. Yep. Like you got, it's you and another dude, the end, right. There's like here in the office, like if I get sick, this place closes down. Like if, if I'm done, this is done. One of those, one of those kind of things. But like, what is it that like you've, as as much as you've gone through and had your ego checked, whether you wanted to or not, like what, what do you possess that other people don't?
0: I think I just work hard, man. I work hard and I I truly believe in myself. And I think that's the problem. A lot of people don't believe they can do something that they actually can. You know what I'm saying? If something feels hard to them, they're just quick to say, I can't do this. I'm not capable of that. It's too hard. And that's not me. Like if. I feel like something's hard that makes me want to do it you know where'd you get that from probably my dad honestly what's your dad do my dad is a uh he was a reconnaissance scout in the army okay Yep. is he still in the army he just retired oh damn but he got up to e9 oh he was -hmm. in there for a little bit yeah he was in there for a long time since he was 17. how old is now 56 damn man 7.
1: That's awesome. You have brothers and
0: sisters or just you? I have one brother and two sisters. I'm the youngest out of four. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) What do the other ones do? Uh, My oldest sister, uh, she was a dental assistant and then now she's just a stay at home mom. My brother-in-law, he works for Encore. Uh He makes pretty good money working for Encore. They do all like the electrical poles and Uh stuff. And um, my sister, she sells uh insurance. She makes really good money selling insurance.
1: None of your siblings ever asked you, hey, or said, hey, just do not you come work with me instead of getting hit in the face? No, because they know. <laughs> they know I would
0: say no, and they they believe in me too.
1: Part part of the stubbornness. I mean, again, just comes from like you know, you show up, you get beat up, you keep coming back. You show up, you get beat up, you keep coming back. There's there are just so many people that won't even do that for like just a regular paycheck kind of thing. Like that's not like you don't even have you don't have a paycheck, dude. No, not yet.
0: I get paid every time I fight and luckily <laughs> luckily I have good enough sponsors to where they keep money in my pockets and I'm able to train full time and I don't have to get a job.
1: What was your first what was your first check from a fight? Do you remember?
0: Uh my first pro check, I think it was like eight hundred dollars and eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred to show and eight hundred to win.
1: There are plenty of people. You know, we talk about how how do you deal with with setbacks and how do you deal with you know just getting your ass kicked. But then also, how do how do you deal with fucking assholes? Like like literally in your profession, Mm -hmm. there's a showmanship aspect to it. I mean, it's it's one thing to you know tell yourself and tell you like I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not going to buy into this stuff. But then too, like that's part of how, in some sense, that's how you make money. Not you jumping out there being an asshole, but you just in the realm of fighting, I mean, the people who can work a mic, you learn to fucking hate them, but then they oh, yeah. still draw in money. So, how much, how, how do you separate what is this guy being an absolute asshole versus what is this guy just trying to basically drum up his own business?
0: Especially like his opponents, I kind of like when they talk. <laughs> it gives me that much fuel. Like, if I'm feeling tired in the gym, I just start thinking about that. Oh, he was talking shit. So that's going to push me extra hard to train. And as far as like promoters and people up there that are assholes, I, I don't even let it bother me. You know, I just, it is, it goes in one out the there out the other and I'm just doing my job, training hard and staying
1: ready for fights. If you could trade places with anyone for a day, who would it be?
0: Probably someone who has a ton of money so I can see what it feels <laughs> like when I'm there, you know, someone with all these fast cars, huge houses, You know, ton of money. It would probably be someone like that. Maybe like Floyd Mayweather. Maybe like Conor McGregor. Maybe, you know, guys like that take their spot for a day and get to see what it's really like. So when I'm in that position, I know what it feels like. So it don't, like, catch me off guard or, you know, surprise (laughs) me. Because, you know, sometimes people say it's, like, lonely at the top. But I'm ready for it. I mean,
1: you've already kind of alluded to part of it, like just going into the fight game, you've had to cut people out. Oh, yeah. Like there's, there's, they're literally, I, f- I feel like there's a pyramid to it. Like the, the more, or the higher you get up in, in more of a niche thing, something that requires more of your time, more of your energy. It's the fewer friends you're going to have.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially like you look at it like this is uh, MMA is really not a team sport. I mean, you have a team, mm-hmm. you have a group of coaches, but they're not, but they're there on that. the outside of the cage. When yeah. It's fan. They're not in there when nope. the cage door locks. They're uh-huh. not in there when you're getting beat on. Like. You're really in there by yourself, and you have to be willing to be okay with being alone. You know, I'm gonna be alone in there for possibly 35 minutes, you know, in mm-hmm. front of thousands of people. You know, I'm okay with that. You know, I've been preparing for that. What's the weirdest thing you've done in the cage? In the cage? Man, I actually threw up in one of my fights. <laughs> it was like, so my first ever fight ever, MMA fight. uh, I just was feeling weird. I, I think I even told my coach before I went to, I was like, dude, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. And he was like, man, quit being a bitch. And so I went out there and like, I hit, as soon as we started fighting, I just felt that again. I felt uh-huh. like I was just gonna throw up. And so I had to find that in me. And, you know, I pretty much had just to hold the dude down until I was able to get my wits about me and I was able to finish him. And then right after the fight, it just.
1: Blah, so you won thing. the fight. I want to like, fight. I got to puke. So I got to end this mm-hmm. win. Okay. Don't, mm-hmm. I don't raise my hand. I got, give me a bucket. Immediately after I just started ah.
0: throwing
1: up. The reason I asked that like, um, in, in rugby, I would, I don't know why, but I would just, I would sing. <laughs> like I just, I would go there and I would just be like, sit, like we'd be getting in scrums and I'd just be singing just whatever fucking song popped into my head. Um, I, again, I don't know why this popped into my head now. Like it's the weirdest thing you ever done in the cage. Cause I was, just, I was going to the rugby pitch and just start singing when we're just, you know, tackling people being the shit out of each other. What songs would you sing? Dude, I don't know. Whatever's in my head more often than not, like I shit you out there like nursery rhymes or like <laughs> fucking Sesame street kind of shit. Just that's hilarious. Childish bullshit. Just
0: to make it mad. Well, yeah, what it
1: goes, was was even to make it mad. Or just like, I'm part of me thinks it was to take my mind off of one, how absolutely tired I was. And two, again, just the, the pain. What's the best advice you've ever received? Work hard and, you know, don't look back. Work hard, don't look back. How about the
0: best compliment? People tell me I'm a good role model, you know, stuff like that. Cool. That would probably be the best. I mean, I get compliments about fighting and all the time. I was like, yeah, but I'd rather be like a role model instead of you know, just being an asshole fighter. You know. Why do you want to be a role model? Be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of negative in the world today. You know, a lot of negatives. There's just weird shit going on, man, and just
1: be a role model for the kids. You know. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? Uh, like so shit, I, I like this guy. I want to follow him. He looks like Thug Nasty Junior. My Instagram <laughs> is Colton Loud MMA. Um,
0: yeah, you just look me up, Colton Loud MMA, and you pretty much find me on whatever.
1: Have you reached out to Thug Nasty? What's his name again?
0: Bryce Mitchell. Bryce, that's right. I th- I think um, when you posted that, you posted this one time uh-huh. this picture of me, and you tagged him. I think he actually like liked it. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: dude, really appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. for taking the time. Good luck this weekend. i am be there. Got a yes, table sir. ringside. Girls yes, are coming. Um, once again, guys, I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Like, like, share, follow, tell your friends. You will learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. There's plenty of cool shit out there that people are doing against the wishes of others for the sole purpose of just trying to better themselves. What do you want to do? I want to be a fucking role model. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of stupid fucking fighters out there. Yep. It's got a bad name. That's awesome. So again, I appreciate it. Like, share, follow. Colton, good luck. Everyone, we'll catch you on the next episode.